You are now listening to the Hot Take Podcast. Here are your hosts, Stephen Taroni and Josh Daddy. Time to make it hot. got the hot take podcast we are live once again it is week 15 it's covid chaos it's the fantasy playoffs it's everything you didn't know you signed up for at the beginning of the season and it's the og mr steven taroni back with you again welcome to the show sir joshua Great to be here, man. Great to be back on the hot take. It's the holidays are in the air. We got a great guest, uh, a reoccurring guest at this point. You know, this season has been awesome. We've been blessed uh, with some awesome guests. Uh, but, you know, this one takes the holiday cake. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. We are definitely feeling festive and just one of the regulars, part of the hot take crew practically at this point. Mr. Ryan, we welcome to the show once again, my friend. Gentlemen, thank you for having me. It's always good to talk Thrive Fantasy. I feel like there's not a lot of us in the industry that that take it as seriously. And so it's fun to be on with you guys, uh, especially following up after a great show with uh, Jeff Bell last week that I tuned into. I know Jeff's been doing great with Thrive stuff as well. So. Yeah, He's heck yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we loved having Jeff on. We love having you on uh, all the times we have here this week. And um, you know, speaking of taking it seriously, no, no, Doctor Berm this week. He's uh, unfortunately out making some uh, some house calls. Uh, we hope Doctor Doctor Berm feels better uh, next week, though, and we can hopefully get him back on. And again, you mentioned Thrive Fantasy. I wanted to remind everybody: go to thrivefantasy.com or download the Thrive Fantasy app today. And yes, Ryan is pointing below to the deposit match, which you guys can get. All new customers, $100. Uh, they just all you have to use is use promo code hot take. So go ahead, sign up, Thrive Fantasy, use promo code hot take, get that instant deposit match for the up to $100 on your account and prop up with us today. And gentlemen, um, you know, we might as well just, uh, just get to it. We're all looking fantastic with our holiday gear on. Um, you know, love. So mine's, mine's hidden. Hold on. Yeah, we got to show. We got to show Ryan's shirt. Yeah, it's Ain't nothing but Christmas. a Christmas party. That's right. That, yes, <laughs> definitely we, deserves to stand up. We need to see Tupac. Um, it's, that's fantastic, and I love it. And I'm I'm glad we were able to get that on a. It uh, does beat my skull. We have you know we have animals, and then Ryan has a legend. Like, <laughs> yeah, we have just like these random obscure like. A T-Rex and a sloth. I yeah, know. our so our T-Rex T-Rex are technically animals, I guess. So I yeah, I, mean, I would I would I would call uh, uh, raptor. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, raptor uh, species. There's uh there's a lot of holiday magic going on in the air, right. and uh, hopefully we can hit some of that this week, gentlemen. So I won't uh, won't hold us up any further. We might as well just go ahead and talk about 
the Thrive slate that we have. Uh, again, if you guys are not familiar, we usually go through the main slate here on Sunday for Thrive. Uh, not, you know, for all the COVID stuff going on, you guys, not as sloppy as I would have thought. Um, some of the, the props might have gotten a little stale or outdated. Uh, I know the Hopkins prop is uh, about the only one that's dead, I believe, out of these uh, these 20 picks. But if you guys aren't familiar, this is the 40K guaranteed contest. Uh, tons of overlay, as you can see. Yeah. Uh, and this is the $20 entry fee that we are talking about here right now. And if you don't know by now, you pick 10 out of these 20 options. Got to have a couple in case of emergencies or ice picks on the back burner uh, just in case. So the uh, points are going to add up, fellas. We're going to go through them and kind of show how it works out for everybody. As far as how the prize table works out, 10K up top like we usually do, all the way down to that min cash of the $25. And Professor, I'll throw it to you first. We talked about it, I think, last week. The uh, same two guys are back here from Buffalo, uh, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. We are talking about a pass yard, uh, 285 and a half is the total for Josh Allen. They're giving you 95 for the over and 105 for the under. And looking at pairing that up with Stefan Diggs sitting at 75 and a half total receiving yards. And that's even split a uh, hundred apiece. I will throw it to you first and then we'll get your thoughts, Ryan. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just Carolina is really bad guys. And, you know, <laughs> like that's, you know, I can start off by just saying that. So it, they're really in a tailspin. I, I just don't see them being able to be competitive in this game. I mean, there's, there's just no way. I mean, like what's the best case scenario that they're going to have Cam Newton the whole game and <laughs> they're not because PJ, they already said PJ Walker is going to play also. So like, that's just a mess. Um, Carolina actually allows the eighth least amount of passing yards per game in their last three games, uh, of among all teams. And that, you know, a big reason for that is uh, teams don't need to pass. And I don't think they're going to need to pass. Josh Allen is at 100% healthy. So that's a big reason to go under. I think they're going to dominate the game. Ryan. Steve had me so worried because he was painting this like Josh Allen was about to come in here wrecking crew, but I completely agree with the under uh, what I like to look at is the trends and Josh Allen, believe it or not, pretty great season has only hit this five times this season and only once in the last four games, the Panthers have only allowed this one time this entire season. And they're only allowing about 196 passing yards per game on the entire year. So this was a smash under for me. I like that one a lot. Yeah, that's good stuff. I like I like a lot of bo what both you guys said. And uh, while Carolina does suck, yeah, those cor they are kind of loaded with corners there. So right. um, very very interesting as far as those go. So I'll hit uh, I'll hit both of those real quick. And Ryan, I'll throw it to you first. We'll also go to the play sandwiched in between here. We're looking at Zeke Elliott, sixty five and a half total yards. I know you said you were kind of had some trepidation on this one, but they put the over at a buck ten and the under at ninety. What's your lean this week on the season? So I'm leaning under just because 90 is enough points for me. I do want to just quickly throw on the Josh Allen thing. I'm not necessarily against Stefan Diggs. I still lean under on it, but the numbers tell 75 yards is very doable. He's averaging 74.8 per game. So there's a reason Diggs could still hit even with Allen not hitting because 285 is such a big number. So even if Diggs hits 85, that's still 200. Allen would have to make up somewhere else. Just wanted to throw that in there because we talked about it a little to where that one's more 50-50 for me. And it makes sense because the points are right around there too. So are they are there. But with Zeke, the 65 yards, is interesting he's done it five times this year 
They've allowed it eight times this year and once in the last four games. Um, I have him personally only hitting 60 yards, but that's not knowing what's going to go on. They, they almost split him evenly with Corey Clement last week, which right. was weird. And then Tony Pollard is likely to play this week. So the whole thing just makes it really sketch. And then it comes down to how much will they need him? Because I think they're going to beat up on the Giants. I don't think they're going to want to risk injury with him. If they can feed Corey Clement, who knows the Giants, he played in Philly. If they can feed him, I think they'll do it in this game. Right, Professor? Yeah, so Tony Pollard is a great point. Um, Game time decision, uh, you know, if, if he doesn't play, Maybe you can say, okay, that's a notch in the over direction. But Ryan also brings up a good point that the 90 points for the under, you can take that. You can take that. And that's a winning you know, uh, score for this, for one prop. Um, so I would say that, you know, for me, I might pivot off and most of my lineups would be over if Tony Pollard doesn't play. Uh, and then I would go under mostly if Pollard does play. Um, but, you know, the Giants are bad against the run in the last in their last three games. They're they give up the six most uh, rushing yards per game, 142 rushing yards per game. They're giving up 125 on the year. I mean, I, I could see Zeke getting about half of that. You know, 125. Um, he hasn't done it in a while. Like Ryan, you bring up he did he did it five times. It's been a while. Yeah, none in the last four games. So. Yeah. So yeah. you know, but again, I, I think you can uh, use that Tony Pollard thing and hedge your bet. Uh, one way that's a great point because yeah because it's game forced yeah yeah that's i mean i i really don't have the only thing i had to add was um Dak doesn't seem to be playing like at 100 percent, so i think they could lean on zeke quite a bit and the the pollard pollard injury is huge i mean plantar fasciitis is no joke man like i don't know how this dude can play football on a torn platter fascia so right i I mean to that point if he if he is activated and does play I would say that like he's healthy enough to play, so that's a good sign. Like yeah. if they don't activate him, then you know, then it's obviously something's wrong there. Yeah. Um, people smarter than me have said it's better to completely tear it than to have minor tears. I have plantar fascia, and it's gruesome when it comes in. Like you, 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 you don't want to move your feet at all. So yeah. I don't know. Again, like you brought up, I don't know how he's playing, but apparently it's better to have it completely torn than to have a small tear. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought, you know, yeah. like <laughs> I will, uh, you know, the fact that we're even talking about tearing foot muscles, I'm yeah, just going think... to go and lean a little more towards the Zeke over. And, uh, I'm going to slap that on there. And then Ryan, I'll throw it to you because, uh, you want to talk about this Julio Jones prop. And currently we're sitting at five and a half total receptions here. And they, they juiced the over up to 115 and the unders at 85. Uh, tell me about this and kind of how you're looking at playing it. So uh, you guys are both good DFS players. So this was something I learned from talking to DFS people that there are times when the odds makers don't exactly know what to do with a player. And in DFS, it tends to be early in the season, especially with rookies. Right now, Julio has played so little. I don't think Thrive knew what to do with this prop because that's not a large number. Julio's only done this once this entire season and has not been in the last four games. But keep in mind, his last four games run all the way back to week six because this season's been a mess for him. However, it has been allowed by Pittsburgh 15 times and five in the last four games. So five receivers in four games have hit this five reception above this five reception number. And so I, I think it's going to, he's averaging 5.3 catches per game this season. 
and the Steelers are averaging allowing 12 to wide receivers. So this is, it almost feels like a free money to me at 115. It, it's crazy to me that it got that high. He's all they have. It's not Nick Westbrook Akine. It's not Josh Reynolds or Josh Reynolds is even there anymore. It's not Chester Rogers, excuse me. They're not getting what they want out of their tight ends and their running backs from when um, Derrick Henry went down. They stopped throwing to their running backs the way they did when Henry was out there. We saw last week Julio was heavily involved, and that was his first real game back. I think that keeps rolling in a game where Tennessee should have to throw the ball a lot. Yeah, Steve, what do you want to add to this? Yeah, I I, I like what Ryan's saying here. I mean, this is one where it's like – if he's healthy the whole game, he's going to hit it. I really believe that. So Very clear. Yeah. You're, kind of betting, you're kind of betting on his health here. Like, and you know, he's playing. You might just be like, all right, this is the one I got to get in. If I'm going to bet on Julio, it better be this week. Cause he's healthy. You know, you got to get in here and they're giving you the 115 points. Um, yeah. The Steelers are really bad against the pass right now. Uh, I, I think it's a great matchup and, I think that Tannehill can exploit it and we'll get actually, we'll get a Julio game this week. Yeah. The tough part for me that makes me a little hesitant is just uh, the fact that people can run all over Pittsburgh and it wouldn't, uh, wouldn't surprise yeah. me to see another game where like Foreman and Hilliard go off. Like, cause we didn't know as fantasy managers, that was even a thing that could happen, yeah. but uh, we've seen it happen already. And, but, you know, the, the Titans just don't throw a lot. I mean, granted, they're efficient as hell, but that's the part that scares me. But uh, since both of you guys are taking the points, I'm going to highlight that as a two out of three and move on to the Trevor Lawrence prop here. Uh, going down, they're looking at one and a half passing touchdowns. Um, real quick, I just wanted to lead off by uh, how many passing touchdowns Trevor Lawrence has had Oof. recently. Well, this which is like none. Out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Professor, I know you wanted to talk about this, um, but you want to talk about a drought, bro. Um, go ahead. I'll let you take it. Well, I mean, yeah, like, thanks for the setup. I, you know, I'm trying, to, <laughs> I'm trying to paint a picture here for Trevor Lawrence. No, it's been a while. And, you know, yeah. you know that if you're playing fantasy and like you have Trevor Lawrence, not that like. Anyway. Like in the hot take dynasty league. for No, example. no, no. And, and like, because, you know, you don't want to play him. Any <laughs> it's week. terrible. Yeah. No, but, but I mean, like his best game of the season was against these Texans, right? Urban Meyer is gone. We love that. And like, you know, if you want to just point to a good example of like feeling the relief off of your shoulders and being able to play football, look at Justin Fields this year when Matt Nagy missed a game. All of a sudden, Justin Fields <laughs> is running around and doing what he's supposed to do and being a great quarterback. So, I, you know, Lawrence has looked horrible, but two touchdowns. I'm going to go here. I'm going to chase the points. I'm going to go, you know, you get the 115 points. And I think it's uh, a way that you can, uh, oh, here's an old, oldie but a goodie. Here's a way you can differentiate from oh. others. <laughs> I don't think people are going to hit that. So, uh, yeah, I'll go the over here. Ryan, what are your thoughts? 100% agree. Um, I, I, I know it's not always fun when we agree on everything. But the thing was, he's only done it once. But Steve hit it. It was back in week one against this Houston team. So yeah, you have to feel like he's going to have a little bit of confidence. Obviously history is, is not on your side at all with this. Um, but 
if it's going to happen, it needs to happen now. And, you know, the Texans have allowed it six times this season. It's really just going to come down to, can he take advantage of it? I'm projecting a big J Rob game, but I think that's something where Robinson could even be involved in the passing game. And we've seen Robinson take 40, 50 yard screen passes to the house. And that's something that could uh, prop this prop up. So, yeah, I won't uh, add much. Cause uh, I'll talk a little bit about uh, what, something Ryan just said in a second. So I'll uh, leave it there, but I did highlight the over uh, thinking that we do get the, the, the poor shot of the garage here for this weekend and actually has to, and, and maybe that James it. Robinson was a little foreshadowing for later. Cause we're going to be making DK lineups. We're going to be doing a head to head. We got a contest for tonight, a little holiday special. So just a little, teaser for later I, was yeah. saying, I feel like i feel like our head-to-heads to heads might all have one very common player. Oh, we might be saving a little feels, time on the running back feels that way yeah right the uh moving on speaking of running backs um you know hey miles sanders good news he might actually play yeah. this week but the uh kind of the down the downside of that is so does jordan howard and like yeah. all the other uh, headache running backs in the Eagles backfield. They do run, they do run the ball a lot, um, you know, but Washington's D has improved recently and looking at him getting into the end zone. I mean, Miles Sanders is like the last guy out of the four running backs that the Eagles tend to put in there when they're getting kind of, you know, close to the box there. If he does, it's going to have to be like a long touchdown. Like you just talked about, you know, James Robinson, maybe taking a screen pass or just like busting a complete, you know, uh, canyon of a hole to the end zone. So uh, I'm actually leaning towards the under on that. I feel like, you know, most of the goal line action is going to go to Jordan Howard because that's just kind of the tendencies we've seen from Philly. Um, do you guys have any kind of lean on this? Ryan, I'll throw it to you first on this one. Yeah, two things worry, worry me about this, and you kind of already hit on one. If it's a screen pass, you don't even get credit for this because it has <laughs> to be a rushing touchdown. Right. And so it's going to be Jordan Howard inside the five without a doubt. So he would have to break one from 10, 15 yards out. I just don't know that it's going to happen. My larger concern is everyone is actually going to probably jump on this over because of the tragedy going on in Washington right now. And I, I use that word too lightly and I apologize, but it's not great in Washington when it comes to their COVID right now. Right. So everyone's going to jump on this over, but this is a game where the Eagles may only need to score 13 points to win the game. And so they're not going to force anything and they're certainly not going to force Miles Sanders into the end zone. Right. Love right. Love that take. Yeah. I, I would, I would go under here for all those reasons. And you guys just convinced me of it. You know, I mean, I probably was more 50, 50, but I'm definitely more 60, 70 in the paper. <laughs> no touchdown there. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be it, – it's really bad for Washington right now. I mean, Garrett Gilbert um, yep. off the street? Ouch. This or, is or Pat Shermer's son. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, the uh, – no, it is. It's rough. And, you know, you mentioned it, and, you know, I bet the Washington team under – you know, that, that's just how when you run the ball a lot like Philly does, I mean, that, that game clock's going to tick quickly. So, yep. I, and it's that's another thing that'll just kind of compound uh, a low scoring affair here. So, yeah, I'm staying away because I don't know if anybody's going to get in the end zone if we're being honest, guys. Yeah. But moving on, I know both you guys kind of showed a little interest in this Aaron Jones prop, and we're looking at 50 and a half total rushing yards. And it's over set at one, or I'm sorry, at 80. And the under is at 120. Uh, Professor, I'll throw it to you first for this one. What are your thoughts and what way are you leaning? Uh, 
the Ravens are really bad against the pass. They're decimated uh, in their secondary, so it's very easy to pass on them. Most of their Aaron Jones rushing yards, I think, are going to be in the first half. Uh, where they're going to work A.J. Dillon a lot into the second half, um, even though the Ravens are pretty good against the run just because you can just pass all over them. Um, so that's another reason to go under here and get those 120 points. Um, I, I think it's a pretty locked-in um, bet. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Ryan, any thoughts? Nope, this was my one. This was my favorite one. The fact that you can get 120 yeah. points on a funnel defense. Um <laughs> Recent history is against us because the Ravens have allowed it twice and Jones has done it once. But if you look at the season, Jones has only pulled this off six times and the Ravens have only allowed it eight in 14 games. So it's it's a coin toss at best, but you're getting better than coin toss points. And that's what you're looking for on this is something's 50-50, but they're willing to pay you more for it not to happen. That's the bet you want to make. <laughs> so. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think- I mean, no Lamar Jackson. There, there's no mm-hmm. reason for Green Bay to have to do anything crazy. They're not going to run Aaron Jones into the fourth quarter if they have the lead. He's banged up as it is. So you have A.J. Dillon, the bruiser. It just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, the power of Lamar Jackson is, of course, his, his rushing ability. Yeah. And we're talking about a high ankle sprain, you guys. So, I mean, all the all the there's there's indicators by them signing a quarterback. Um, you know, anytime they bring Josh Johnson onto a roster in the past few years, it's, it's there's been a bad news. quarterback hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been it's been bad news, fellas. So <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's very, very indicative. I actually bet uh, alternate totals on a larger Green Bay uh, spread just because I can totally feel that news coming later tonight. You know what I mean? That yeah. Lamar is indeed going to sit out. So, and even if he does, I mean, it's, just, I feel like this is the biggest layup play of the week. Uh, moving on to the next prop on the board, Tom Brady. Um, all I'll say, I'll make this real brief. I'm going over the 27 and a half total completions here um, because, you know, he had like 40 pass attempts in the first half last week. And this <laughs> is just very much what Tom Brady and the Bucks like to do. Um, this is about the only matchup in the NFL where they could actually have a game script to make him throw it more than they planned on. So it's, I, yeah. I'm, and I hate completion overs, um, but for Tom Brady, sign me up, Ryan. Yeah. And so this, you've kind of hit it on the head. It comes down to, do you believe in Tom Brady or do you believe in what the saints have done? Because Brady smashes this done it eight times, three times in the last four games. The saints yeah. have only allowed this three times this entire season and not once in the last four games. I have him in my projections as the over. Now my projections tend to be high and I only have him at 28. So it's like literally on the over. Um, But on the season, this is crazy to me. He's averaging 29 completions per game on the season. Like it's such a high number, but he's just doing it and doing it. And the Buccaneers hate the Saints. Don't ever discount that. Mike Evans wants to go out here and drop two bills and come out of this game over a thousand yards already. Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, goat goats are gonna goat, and that's what's been happening, uh, yeah. Professor. He hit this exact twenty-eight against the Saints this year in New Orleans um, at home. I'll take the ninety points um, if I was hitting this. Um, I, I think it will be under just because. I mean, I don't think that Taysom Hills can be able to keep up. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And uh, you wanted to tackle this Camara prop. I mean, uh, yeah, 135 points. I I say definitely, you know, get this into a few of your lineups. Sure. Like, you know, if you're I think if you're going through here um, and you have like eight you like and, you know, you're maybe lower on points than you'd like to be. I mean, this is, you know, Alba Kamara in prime time. 
It's the fantasy playoffs. We know what he did last year around this time of year. Six touchdowns on national television. I mean, he's all they have. Um, you know, and like I said, like Brady's going to drive up and down the field. The Saints have not been good uh, against, you know, Marshawn Lattimore just isn't what he used to be, you know, and they can't cover anybody right now. They're really soft on defense. Um, I think they're Brady's going to score, you know, they're going to have 14 points in the first quarter. Um, and Taysom's going to be dumping the ball off a lot to Kamara. Sooner or later, he's going to break one. I think it's a good chance he gets two. I mean, you're betting against history. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Taysom, uh, excuse me, uh, Kamara's only done it once. The Bucks have only allowed it twice. The Bucks are only allowing 0.8 total touchdowns per game to running backs. So for me, the odds are way – I understand the points are lovely and as lovely as lovely can be. And I don't disagree. If you're making multiple lineups – just like DFS, you want to make a lineup or two with this involved. But if I'm making one to pay my rent next month, I am staying as far away from this as possible. (laughs) Great point. All right. For sure. Well, fellas, that's, uh, that's going to wrap up the old thrive segment here. So I'll go ahead and pull down the thrive board and, uh, you know, we're just talking about DFS and professor, you wanted to get things shaken with a little <laughs> DFS roundup here. What, uh, how do you want to do this? You want to go around the horn in a certain order? I know we're going to go position by position, but, uh, yeah, should we, let I mean, our, should we let our guests begin? So I would love that. Yes. And then just to kind of set the stage, we're just doing a DraftKings lineup, uh, head to head. I made a contest with the three of us. Uh, originally it was four of us, but you know, Firm <laughs> is not doing well. He couldn't he couldn't just make a, a DFS lineup, even though I'm sure he's made like a hundred uh, in the past hour <laughs> while he's watching this. Um, but he couldn't just make one for the contest. <laughs> Love you, Berm. Um, yeah, so we're just making the lineup, and then we're gonna go round robin. Obviously, there's gonna be a lot of COVID stuff, a lot of injury stuff. If that does happen, we're you know gonna be locked in, but we'll pivot if that does happen. But otherwise, yeah. we are locked in. Yeah. And then Ryan, please take it away. Start with your quarterback. Um, So I figured I was going to build a lot of lineups around him this week, and I really hadn't started building lineups at all yet. But when this got thrown at me, I knew I had to participate, and I knew I was going to go with my guy. I thought the price was right. I think the game is perfect. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have a monster week. I'm looking at three touchdowns. I think all of his guys, Ayuk, Debo, Kittle, find the end zone. No Eli Mitchell again. I'm loving some Jimmy G this week. Nice, nice. Professor, what about you? The first lineup I made this week had Jimmy G. I think a lot more will. Uh, This one does not. I went Kyler because uh, I want the just the floor with the upside. I mean, he's rushing again. He has 52 straight games of 50 yards rushing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, if I was doing like a GPP type lineup, I would probably go with Aaron Rodgers. And that's who I went with here. Um, I'm going to get a little contrarian with the, some of the pricing, but um, I think this this could be a very one-sided game. We alluded to it a little yeah. bit earlier that the Packers, I've, I've bet the alternate totals of, um, you know, as much as eight and a half. So uh, I definitely think this is an explosion game for him. Uh, Ryan, we'll go to running backs here first. Um, uh, we already mentioned James Robinson. Do all of all three of us, you raise your hand if you're, you've got James Robinson in your lineup. Okay. Yeah. Guilty. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, we already mentioned no urban Meyer. Um, I don't yeah. know why that guy, uh, you know, hated James Robinson, but, uh, oh. it just, it just turns out that urban Meyer is a dick. So, so glad he's gone. Yeah. That was really, yeah. really ugly, <laughs> but no Carlos Hyde. Uh, this yeah, I was going to say no Hyde and they're already saying they're going to 
give James Robinson the due respect he deserves. Yeah, there you go. And he's still going to be under-owned in DraftKings, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 5,400. So you guys, um, I don't know. This It feels kind of like a free square. I know I personally, that jumped out at me quite a bit. Um, another running back that I'm kind of high on, uh, the, the matchup couldn't be better. Same price point, 5,600. I have Miles Gaskin in there. Um, do, do all three of us again? No? Professor, who's your other RB? It's James Conner. I couldn't get away from Conner, man. He's just been so damn good. And those were my two I was debating. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, Ryan, did you want to talk anything about uh, the spot for Gaskin? I just want to throw out in GPP contest, I think Gaskin is a smash play this week because nobody is going to want to touch him. The COVID news is stinking him into high heaven. The yeah. fact that he's Miles Gaskin isn't helping that. But it's the Jets. The Jets get beat up on. I still like Tua going into this game when I thought the Dolphins weren't going to be able to run. I loved Tua, and I probably would have built this lineup around Tua if there was no Gaskin because I I just didn't think they were going to be able to run. I think it's going to be business as usual as long as he's feeling all right. And I haven't read anything to the contrary. I I think it's a smash play, and I don't think anybody is going to want to touch him this week. That was why I went to him. I did not expect Josh, you to have him as well. I I fully expected nobody would want to mess around with that. Dude, I I foreshadowed the GPP lineup. I went total GPP, bro. Perfect GPP play. Yeah, as as friend of the show, Adam Levitan would say, I went full GPP, bro, (laughs) on that one. Uh, Professor, let us know about your trio of wideouts here. Yeah, so going Cardinals heavy, Christian Kirk, uh, just like game-breaking <laughs> type of uh, wide receiver, you know, in, in DraftKings like we've seen before. Yeah. Um, Devontae Parker, kind of a little discount there. Uh, no Jalen Waddle. Um, and then Nico Collins. Um, he's oh, been no kidding. Good. He's been pretty damn good, man. And, you know, oh. it's a good matchup. And, uh, I mean, he's been on the field. He's on the field. We know that. Ten targets um, last week. Yep. Yeah, exactly. He's been utilized, so uh, it's a dart throw. But it's a fun Davis one. Mills has three 300-yard games this season. All other rookie quarterbacks have four 300-yard games this season. There so. you go. So, yeah, real quick, real quick point to that. You know, I think Gabriel Davis is going to be super chalky this week, uh, 3,700. And I believe you saved $200. Is that right? To go to Collins. Right. Yeah. I mean, you get another 200 if you wanted to be really contrarian, you know, and get off of Gabe Davis. Uh, the lineup I'm sharing here, this, this spot, I do have Gabe Davis, but that's, uh, that's my boy, man. Like we, ever since we had uh, Jesse Reeves uh, on the show, yeah. uh, like, like two, what, two years ago, um, you know, he, he talked about Gabe Davis for what seemed like, you know, 20 straight minutes. And I was like, dude, I'm sold. And yeah. Gabe Davis is, uh, and, and anytime he's been on the field, he's been productive. So that's all I'll leave it as that. Right. He's he's going to be chalky for a reason. The dude showed out every time he's been on the field. Yeah, but you know, as chalky as a thirty-seven hundred receiver can be, I think you know exactly. you're still going to be you know away from the field in that that regard. And yeah, really good. I think he had like eighty-six percent of uh, snaps last week without Manny Sanders. So yeah, it's a great play. Yeah. yeah. Collins is a great pivot too. I'm I'm so glad you brought him up because I had him in there. Actually, yeah. So it's. <laughs> That's fantastic. And yeah, you said Cardinals heavy. I also have Kirk and I have AJ Green in there as well. So um, no Kyler, um, but I'm kind of getting my exposure through two of the three weapons that are left at this point. Uh, Ryan, who did you have at wide receiver? 
I went ahead and stacked Ayuk as the cheaper, cheapest mm-hmm. of the three big options. So I have Ayuk. Same price point, right? Yep. And then I'm a big Deontay Johnson guy. I still believe Tennessee's defense is going to be thrown on. I still think the Steelers are going to be able to throw the ball because Tennessee's actually been doing well against the run. And so Deontay Johnson, and then I threw in Brandon Cooks. So I went the other way with Nico Collins and then AJ Green as well, because I wanted a piece of that uh, Detroit action. And real quick, you know, that's a savvy uh, point specifics, or I'm sorry, scoring format specific play with Ayuk as opposed to uh, Debo. Because we have no Eli Mitchell, Debo is basically going to play running back again. Yep. <laughs> we're not getting the receptions that we want on a points per reception platform. So you go Ayuk, who's going to be more targeted. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean that that makes a ton of sense. It definitely was uh, eyeball and Ayuk, and it was definitely eyeball and Deontay as well. Um, you know, you can move up to Ayuk. Speaking of receptions. Yeah, you can move up to Ayuk off of one of these Arizona guys and get Deontay in there if you don't put in Devontae Adams, which is who I have in my flex. I, um, I wanted Adams, and then I love the Devontae Parker. I wanted to throw that out there as it's well tough. again. Oh, I'll, dude, I'll it's so me. tough this week with yep. Adams at 8,900. I mean, that's really, you know, just paying up that high, I think he won't be as highly owned as he should be. Well, that's the thing is it's almost going to be a reverse chalk sort of thing where I think people are starting to see, they saw what Alan Lazard did last week. They saw what MVS was doing coming into all of this. And then you're expecting green Bay to run away with this game. They may just want to pay down and they're not going to want to throw Adams and MVS Adams and Lazard into their lineup. So, yeah. And you know, Adams was this expensive earlier in the season, uh, coming off the 200 yard game. So I think people were more inclined uh, to pay that. So we'll see. I mean, it's going to be interesting. There's just not a lot of options on the board. Uh, it's almost like the bye weeks are back with the, uh, the two games really bumped off of, the, <laughs> off of the schedule and still having prime time. Um, but I'll throw it to you here, professor for your tight end spot. Tight end is Dawson Knox. He didn't let me down last week and he's only 5,100 still um, really good. Uh, just, you know, solid pivot off of the, the high price guys there. Yeah. He jumps out of that sea of red and like, you know, dangerous <laughs> Doesn't even plays that you're not. So, and he's just like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right here. Um, so that's who I landed on. Uh, Ryan, how about you? There were only two choices for me. One was far too expensive. It's Kittle and it's Mike Gusecki. Again, I'm in love with Tua. I'm in love with the Dolphins. Um, I understand the Jets. You don't tend to have to throw a lot against them, but I still think it's a division game. Miami's going to throw the ball just fine. I, I think I have. I think Kittle started out as my tight end two, and I think Gusecki is my tight end three. And the price difference between the two of them made it a pretty easy call. Paid down for Gusecki so I could pay up elsewhere. And last time, I don't know if you were on the show or I was on your show, Ryan, but you, it, the Noah Fant was playing the Chargers or the yep. Raiders or something. You had one of those teams, and you were like, "Yeah, no offense, my tight end too." And like, yeah, he scored like twenty points that week or something. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Yeah, okay, all right, this guy knows this guy knows his way around the tight end." Yeah, that yeah, was our until, show until you asked hot, me a question. I say, "Yeah, that was our show because when you and I were talking, I had some tight end thing, and then you and I were talking this past week about <laughs> Foster Moreau versus Ricky Seals Jones, and the correct no answer right was answer. anybody else. <laughs> yeah, anyone else was the answer. Which the actual answer was Austin Hooper on the waiver wire. That was the answer. Yeah. I will say Austin Hooper, when the Browns COVID news hit, became my stream of the week tight end, but we didn't all know that until things started to progress a little bit. So right. um, I want to give a shout out to 
friend of every show, Scott Fish was on our start sit show this past Saturday and said, look for Hooper to put up a Travis Kelsey-esque day. And he sure as hell went out there and did it. So <laughs> awesome. not, not a Travis Kelsey week 15 day. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah he well, would need like three of those. Yeah. Three, yeah. three Austin Hoopers. Yeah, good luck and Godspeed to anyone that uh, had to go against that Please. last night to start the week. And uh, John also, Helm- to you, Ricky Seals-Jones owners this week. Yeah, well, John Helmkamp put out a uh, a roster of his where I think he has Herbert, Tyreek Hill, Austin Eckler, and Travis Kelsey all in a single lineup. He's like, well, that's a way to start the fantasy playoffs. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive right there. And I said Ricky Seals-Jones. I meant David and Joku this week because that's yeah. we're going for the, the Austin Hooper spot again. But yeah, we just swapped him out uh, this week. Um, speaking of tight ends, I also had Doc, Dawson Knox. Um, did we get both your guys flexes, Ryan, who's your, in your flex? So mine was AJ green. That's where I got my uh, Cardinals and I built my wide receivers. I wanted, I was, I originally just to give you a little bit of my thought process here. I had Kittle and somehow with Kittle, it worked with Rondale Moore, but I wanted AJ green. So the Gasicki to AJ green is how it all balanced out for me. So, yeah, I got to tell you, I put green in because that target percentage, even when Luke was healthy, exactly. That really stood out to me. So, um, I thought that was some, kind of something that was substantial. Professor, who did you flex in? I got Devontae Adams too, man. I think our okay. lineup is super similar. I mean, we had like four or five people. That's ridiculous. But, I mean, you know, it's less risky. Obviously, we're playing each other. So to play Devontae Adams is like the safest thing that I could possibly think yeah. of when I have Nico Collins in my lineup. Like, I don't need him to get 30. <laughs> I just need him to get like 13 right. to 15, and that's fine. Like. Yeah, no, I hear you there. That that makes a ton of sense. Of course, I was going for the stack, so that's why I wanted to put Devontae in there. And uh, you know, you got to have him in there because it's the four twenty five game, which I think it's like one of the two, like what two games in the late window or something now yeah, at this it's point. All um, mess. That's gonna be well. We get the football spread out this week, so I can't complain. Um, I ended up with Cowboys defense. Ryan, who did you have in there? I so I did not. I was willing to bet you guys had 49ers and bills i stuck with my love of the miami dolphins this week so they're a little (laughs) bit more expensive but it's the jets and they weren't even the highest price defense they were the number two so i i went with them fully expecting now here's what's funny is if i had i 100 put you guys on bills and uh whoever else i just said um bills 49ers. and 49ers yeah and so i put you guys there and i was like i can't pay down on defense this is where i'm going to be different and so that's why i paid up for the miami Dolphins. <laughs> you're, you're a brilliant human i don't know what like why those teams why those two teams the matchups and the price. Uh, so 100%, yeah. I think the Bills are going to run away on Carolina. Why wouldn't you want to bet against Cam Newton right now? And they're 3,100. 49ers also 3,100. And Atlanta is just not looking good outside of Cordero Patterson. So I have the Bills. They're my number one defense yeah. this week. <laughs> there you go. I mean, why? Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. PJ Walker and Cam Newton, how many interceptions will they throw? Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> they are 100% the right pick. Let me be clear. If I was not. If, they've, been I bad. Was, they've been bad recently, but. This is a get right game of exactly. ever Exactly. If I wasn't small slating this, the Bills would have been my pick every single time. But I'm like, I have to be different than these guys. No, so, that makes sense, great. man. Yeah. 
Makes a ton of sense. Well, Ryan, again, appreciate you joining us for like the fourth time this year and being so generous with, with your time. Well, just remind the folks again, if they didn't know already, where they can find you and all your stuff. Absolutely. So it's uh, the Fantasy Five on Twitter. F I V E Five is spelled out. I do a little bit of writing for football guys during during the season. I do a lot of bit of writing for Club Fantasy, and then I just do a ton of podcasting. I do videos about the Thrive uh, Prop Lobby, where you can pick two, three, and four props. So that's another partnership with Thrive that you guys can look into there it's just a little button you have to click on the top left hand corner of your screen i do streams of the week i'm all about quarterbacks tight ends and defenses and finding the uh the diamonds in the rough after waivers have run so if you find me on twitter all i do is talk fantasy i have fun with it and i'm more than happy to help people so love it love it and of course uh just coming with it with the best holiday shirt i've ever seen this week <laughs> Go to about a christmas party yep all right <laughs> then uh professor any final thoughts man Listen, happy holidays. This is going to be our last show before uh, Christmas. So be safe out there. Enjoy the time off. Uh, Enjoy the football, you know, while we have it. It's a crazy time of year. But, uh, you know, you just got to go with the motions and stay up to date. You know, follow us on Twitter and, uh, you know, hit us up. We'll we'll be happy to answer any of your questions. Yeah, Yeah, get out. Get Patriots and Coles players out of your flex. You need flexibility this week. You don't want to waste that on a Saturday game. So Yeah, 100%, man. And uh, again, reminder, you can follow my guy at FFProfessorST3 on Twitter there. And you can find me at JoshDally72. I want to thank you guys again for tuning in. This has been the Hot Take Fantasy Football Podcast live stream. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.